Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to uh, Wisdom Seekers class. My name is Cece Collins, and I'm your teacher for today. And um, my husband reminded me today, uh, this morning, um, that tomorrow is Veterans Day, which I knew that already, but he asked me, was I going to mention anything about that? And I thought, and I said, well, I hadn't planned on it. And he said, well, I think you should. So I just want to say... Um, a big thank you to all of those that have invested their lives into uh, saving and, and taking care of our country and keeping us safe over the years. And uh, my dad was in the military for 27 years, so I'm, I'm considered an Army brat. Uh, we were raised right there with him in uh, the military. So um, I do, I want to thank all of y'all. If any of y'all have served in the military or those that are listening to this archive, if you have served in the military, I do. I do want to thank you for your service that you have given to our country. All right, we have someone in our midst this morning. Thank you, Dennis. And um, we do want to remember them tomorrow as there's a lot of probably parades and celebration going on in our country. Uh, I know tomorrow's a holiday for many. I have to work, but um, the kids are out of school, so it'll be a, a fun day for us. We have a lot of in-services, so it's kind of laid back. We get an extra lunch and all that, you know, so tomorrow's kind of a different day, and I'm looking forward to it, you know. It's always nice to look forward to when you get out of the beaten path of the routine, you know. So, um, anyway, tomorrow will be a great day. And Mondays are always great for me anyway, no matter what day they are. So, um, so I do want to thank our, our, our veterans that have, have served in the military and, um, and all of those. But, you know, we're veterans too, aren't we? <laughs> we, we serve in, a, in an army. And we serve in, in God's army, and all of us have invested our lives and given our lives. And we'll, and at the end of our time, we can we can say, well, they've served 28 years, or they've served 30, or they've served whatever, you know, in into in the kingdom. And so, you know, we, uh, I want to honor those that have stood fast and faithful to the service of the Father, and um, and not wavered, you know, in their commitment to God and His purpose for their life. And so. Um, I would like to just open up with a, a word of prayer this morning. Father, I just thank you for an opportunity to uh, deliver my heart to uh, your people, Father. Uh, you've been stirring me for quite some time uh, with this message, Lord, and I just thank you for th that, um, that you've given me the, the words to say, the time of teaching I've, I've invested, Father, that you've given me the scriptures that, that you want. Uh, ministry today father and i just thank you for your dedication and your your honor to each one of us father um and giving us the ability to to serve you in in this army lord in your name we pray amen so i want to share with you how i came up with my title for today's message uh while in prayer one day i was listening to uh the cd relentless uh by missy edwards and the song dove eyes came on and I've, I've listened to that song over and over for, throughout the years. But uh, this particular time, it just, really, it just really struck me. Sometimes, you know, we can hear things, but we don't really, you know, they don't register, you know, like um, they do at other times. And God, uh, you know, I've just had this, this continually over in my spirit, over in my spirit. The lyrics just keep going over in my mind. I am moved by the sound of his voice. Give me dove eyes. Give me undistracted devotion for only you. And during the seminar, Sons of Grace, Monica spoke about um, a comment while she was teaching on the Spirit of God. Uh, she said that the dove is a skittish bird. And uh, she said that we have to be careful when we move not to run him off. You know, because we, if we don't stay focused, you know, we, we can be distracted and not recognize when he's around. So as saints, we have to have single vision and not allow things to distract us in our walk with the Lord. And I'm, I'm kind of that away. You know, I kind of have tunnel vision sometimes when I'm, you know, on a pathway of, of doing something. <clears throat> and that's why when we mentioned this morning, were you going to say anything about Veterans Day? I thought, well, that's not my topic, you know. <laughs> but I realize, you know, it's something that needs to be addressed. And we are veterans. We are veterans. You know, we're vest veterans in the kingdom of God. So, you know, we, we celebrate our life, too, today. Um, just as those that served in the military. Um, I did some little research on the meaning of, of the spiritual meaning of the dove, and I want to go over a few um, topics of that this morning. Um, and then I want to talk about <clears throat> the Holy Spirit's role in our lives. 
And then I want to uh, talk about, um, <clears throat> I have a derivative of the word devotion, which is affection. And then I'm going to close the lesson with, um, with the devotion. That's mainly what my message is basically about today. We have to have undivided, um, undistracted devotion for, uh, for only our Father, right? And his purpose and his alignment in our life. So I'll get started with my message. And uh, the first part I entitled, uh, The Dove Represents Peace of the Deepest Kind. And it was used as a messenger for Noah to know when land was near. And I entitled that, The Water Subsided. And in Genesis 8, 1 through 12, it says, And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters returned from off of the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the water was abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ariat. And the waters decreased continually until, until the tenth month. And in the tenth month and on the first day of the month were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened up the window of the ark which he had made. And he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. And he also sent forth a dove from him and to, uh, to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, and for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her, and pulled her in unto him into the ark, and he stayed yet another seven days. And again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf pluck it off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off of the earth, and he stayed yet another seven days and sent forth the dove, which returned again, not again, unto him any more. So the dove was used uh, as a messenger for Noah. And it really struck me as I was studying this message, um, you know, why was it seven days that, the, that he waited? Why did he wait seven days, you know? Does that have anything to do with the alignment of the seven spirits? You know, just wondered. I mean, because it wasn't just one time he waited seven days. He waited seven days, uh, you know, a couple of different times. He waited seven days, and then he sent the dove back out. So I'm just wondering if that, if that didn't have to go the circle of God's ways, you know, before he returned that dove out. You know, that's just interesting to me. And another question I had that I didn't find an answer for was, why was the dove considered a her? You know, why did they label the dove her? I don't know, Pastor has spoken before about the feminine and masculine differences in the, in the messages, you know, and, and there's a lot of controversy in our, in our country today in the spiritual world about, you know, whether Jesus was, a, a, um, was God, you know, female or was God male. And so I don't know, it just kind of struck me as something. And I tried to research that, but I didn't find any answer for that. But to, to me, I just felt like <clears throat> when Noah uh, sent out the dove, and waited seven days to send out the dove again. I just, I keep thinking about the circle of God's ways, you know, the seven spirits, the circle of God's ways. And I just feel like that's, there is a connection there somehow. Uh, remember the, the, one of the trips pastor had gone on and he was talking about how he was in the airplane and the airplane circled, kept circling and kept circling and kept circling, you know. And God has, you know, everything that's in the word is there for a purpose, you know. And I, I just feel like that is significant in some form. It has, it's got to be aligned with the spirit, the seven spirits of God. And Noah, you know, waited seven days for the circle of God's ways to be completed before, you know, sending the dove out again. Uh, the dove is also a bird of purity, and it was used by the poor in sacrifices, and therefore considered clean. And we read that in Leviticus 1:14. It says. And he and if the burnt sacrifice for the offering to the Lord be of fowls, which was a bird, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves, or a young pigeon. And a turtle dove here is a ring dove, and it is often used as a term of endearment. Uh, next part is the Holy Spirit is like a dove because it is a harmless creature. The dove never hurts the tiniest bird with which it comes into contact with. The Holy Spirit is not compared to the eagle, nor the hawk, nor the vulture, 
these are birds of prey, but to the dove, a harmless creature. And I have always heard in my Christian walk with the Lord that um, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And he will not force himself on you. you. And you have to have a desire for him to stay. You have to entertain him. We need to be sensitive to his still small voice and to be able to hear when he speaks to us. And the next part I want to go over is the Holy Spirit is like a dove because the dove has king eyesight. And in the book Song of Solomon, we read, Thou hast dove eyes. Doves are remarkable for keen, um, remarkable for great keenness and vision. And we read that in the Song of Solomon in 115. It says, Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove eyes. And the next uh, portion I want to um, address is Daniel uh, reveals the spirit of, the, of God um, by a dream. And it says the dove is remarkable for great keenness of vision. And we receive that through the, through the spirit, don't we? Uh, in Daniel 5, 11 through 12. And it says, There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit, the ruach, the mind, and the wind of the holy gods. In the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of gods, were found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. For as much as an excellent of the mind and the wind and the, and the spirit of God was upon him, and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams, showing of hard sentences, and dissolving of doubts, were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Not let, now let Daniel be called, and he shall show the interpretation. So the Spirit does that for us, doesn't he? You know, the Holy Spirit will give us visions. He will give us words to say. He will give us, you know, he, if he's inside of our heart and we operate with the Spirit inside of us, you know, he operates our mind. And he, uh, you know, he can control our thoughts and, and our, our, uh, our dreams. And I remember just the other day, one of the teachings was uh, Nancy was saying um, that she, uh, that the Spirit had given her um, words to say to an individual. She was able to interpret a dream for someone. When someone had had a dream, she said, you know, the Spirit told her, you know, what the dream was about. And God can do that same thing for us. Amen. And he does for us, doesn't he? Since the Spirit of God will show us all things and the Holy Spirit will give us discernment, King perception into the things of the Lord. And the next part I want to uh, 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 look at this morning is how the Holy Spirit's his role in our lives. And we will read that in Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And it says, The Spirit, the Ruach, the breath, and the wind of the the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. And the, this word meek is anawa, and it means to be depressed in mind or circumstance, humble, lowly, and poor. And I put in parentheses, um, especially saintly. And we 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 operate in that in the mind of meekness, don't we? It says He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, and this is our this is our calling. He has sent us to bind us the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for uh, mourning, the garment of praise for the ruach, for the wind, the breath of God, the heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. We have the power of the Holy Spirit and the wind and the ruach of, of the breath of God. We can accomplish anything he asks, the Father asks us to do. We are anointed to preach to the meek. And in line upon line, states his book, which I love, it says, the meek are to inherit the earth. However, we cannot simply earn an inheritance without training to function therein. And we are in training, right? We're in training each and every day. It says people need training, and that's what God has called us to do, isn't it? Amen. 
God has given us a great task to minister his message to the churches who are lost and not functioning in his purpose. So they will be called trees of righteousness. <clears throat> this next part is, um, I entitled it, Jesus Says, and we um, reread that in Luke 4. It says, I, <clears throat> and this is also another interpretation from the book of Isaiah. And where Jesus ministered in the synagogue on the Sabbath. And it says, verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the, of the Spirit in the, in the Numa. I mean, in the, uh, the Numa. The breath, the breeze, the wind of God into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region around about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came into Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was... He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit, or the breath of God, the breeze of the Lord, is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day, in this scripture, fulfilled in your eyes. And all bear him witness, and wondered at the wonder, uh, glorious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Jesus, Joseph's son? You know, people will say that about us, too. You know, those that, you know, those of you that have gone out and how God has just, you know, moves upon you when you're in ministry. You know, the people won't really recognize for you. You know, your family's not going to recognize the person that you are, right? And um, and I've heard um, Monica, after, uh, after uh, they have come back from <clears throat> ministry trips, saying how um, the apostolic um, mantle is upon pastor and how it really, it really... Um, comes out when he's out in ministry and how God just really pours out things into him and he just he becomes a different man than what you see right and what we all know because he's operating you know according to God's purpose but um, all of us uh, you know have um, have that calling on our lives it says the spirit will give us a necessary power to perform the work for the Lord just as Jesus did and this, the spirit or breath of God will empower us to accomplish the task God has for us. You know, it doesn't matter the, the role that the Father has for each one of us. You know, God will give us the necessary, um, equip us with the necessary things that we need to, to fulfill the, the calling that he has for our lives. <clears throat> Is there any comments this morning? Anyone like to make a comment? We're going to look at the next scripture, and it's Luke 11, 9 through 13. And this is also words from, of Jesus. It says in verse 9, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of, of, any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer you a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit, which is the pneuma, the breath, the blast, the wind of God, to them that ask for it? So, you know, all we are required to do is just humbly come before the Father and ask, you know, for the gift you know we can ask for you know a greater measure of diversity of tongues we can ask for a greater measure of the anointing to accomplish his task you know whatever it is the role whatever role the father has you all you have to do is ask for it you know he's no respecter of persons his desire is to minister and bless each one of his children and nothing we ask for will be denied god you know if it's if it's his ultimate plan for our life and if we submit our will to him, God will, God will open that door. He will do whatever it is that needs to be done. He will equip you. 
you know, he will equip you to do the task that is set before you. Um, I entitled this next section, David Says, and it's in Psalms 51, 10 through 13. And it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew that right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit, that ruach, the wind, the breath of God, from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors their ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. And that's basically, um, you know, another scripture that really ministered to me, and it's, you know, just aligns with our calling. David's, um, David's plea to the Father needs to be our plea daily, right? C creating me a clean heart, a right spirit, so that my thoughts and my minds will be in alignment with the Father and will function according to God's plan and purpose for our lives. Any comments? The next passage is for the day of Pentecost, and this is for the church. You know, it was for the church uh, back then, but it's for the church uh, today. And it's in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto him cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon them all. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, with the pneuma, the breath, the wind, the blast. And they began to speak with other tongues as the pneuma gave them utterance. This is for the church today. This is for us as sons and saints of the Most High to function as uh, we are before Almighty God. This is our job as uh, saints to spread the message throughout uh, the world. And everyone may not have an opportunity to go on all of the ministry trips that uh, are available, but we can, we can, you know, we can give financially so that the ministry can function like it needs. We can pray and partner with God for His will to be done when those that go out, and we can gird, uh, gird them up those that are out. We can stand faithful in our calling as sons, as a righteous armor on the right and the left. So those that go out, you know, there's still warriors that stay home and, and you know, minister and, and keep the fire burning while those that are gone. You know, each one of us have a role to play in, in uh, the purpose of the Father. <clears throat> and this next one um, is uh, titled, Grieve Not, and it's in Ephesians uh, 4. 29 through 32, and it says, Let no corrupt communication proceed of our, out of our mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit, the pneuma and the breath of God. Whereby you are sealed into the day of redemption. Let all of bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from us with all malice, and be ye kind one another, tender hearting forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us, forgiven you. So we need to have a spirit check within our own lives, don't we? You know, we need to see how we are perceived by others. We, uh, you know, we need to ask ourselves, you know, do, are we operating, are we representing Christ to the world? Uh, we each have a, you know, we need to be effective in our calling to win others to the Lord. And there really is no time in our life to be corrupt or for us to have evil, evil thinking. You know, they must have seen Christ in us. And um, we have to, you know, we have to be careful how we portray ourselves to others. You know, and, and, mostly, and mostly to our families because they see this true side of us, don't they? And um, but we just have to just be careful how we, you know, we witness and minister to others. Because when we're not operating in the breath and the wind of God, you know, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. You know, that spirit that lives within inside of us. You know, we can't have, we can't be two-sided. We have to be, you know, we have to make sure that we, you know, we know what we're doing. We have to stay focused and, and have, be purpose-driven. 
So are there any comments? This next part I entitled affection because it's a derivative of uh, devotion. And, I've, and it's in Colossians 3, 1 through 7. And it says, And if then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection, this word is phrono, and it means to exercise the mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, which are fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection with his pathos, which is lust, evil, conspicuous, and covetous, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, and the which ye also walked sometimes when you lived in them. And we, you know, we have to be careful about that. Sometimes we do that. Our hearts needed to be pure and formed before the Father. And I've I really, um, this thing about uh, verse 2, it says, set your affection on things above, not on, on things on the earth. And, uh, and this word phrono is to exercise the mind. And we have to exercise our mind, don't we? You know, we exercise our body. You know, we make sure we put things inside of our body that are, are, are good to eat. You know, we watch our diet. We exercise our body to make sure our body is exercise, um, uh, exercised um to stay strong, but we need to exercise our mind and the spirit and make sure that um, the things that we're focusing on and that we entertain, the things that we read, the things that we watch, the things that we hear, the conversation that comes out of our mouth, you know, um, is, it, is, it, is it edifying God? Is it, is it building up others? Is it, um, you know, the, just really minister to me this, this uh, to exercise the mind, you know. It makes us really stop and think, you know, are we, are we doing everything that we know to do? You know, are we just allowing things in our life to affect us and, and cause us to um, not function according to, you know, the role God has called us to? And this last part I entitled Devotion because my message that I've really wanted to... Um, get across this morning was let us have dove eyes let us have undistracted devotion you know are we going to be moved by the sound of the spirit of the lord we have to have undistracted devotion for only our purpose and only our father and we find that in second corinthians 6 11 through 18 and it says oh ye corinthians our mouth is open unto you, and our heart is enlarged. You are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. That's pretty heavy words right there, isn't it? You know? You're straightening your own bowels. You're straightening your own will. You know, you're operating according to your own desires and your own, and your own will. It says, verse 13, Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath ye that believeth uh, with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has says, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people." Verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not my unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. You know, I just want to speak this over those that have walked away from their calling and those who are out of alignment with God's purpose. You know, we, need to pray, we pray for their hearts to return back to the Spirit of God or for them to function as sons of the Most High. I've heard a lot of conversation over the last several months, <clears throat> and, and particularly at our seminar, the last one we had with Sons of Grace. You know, um, there are some that are not walking where they're supposed to be. Amen? You know, they have followed the pathway of, of their own desires, or they've followed the pathway of, of unbelief um, that doesn't align with, with the word. <clears throat> And I really felt 
you know, this scripture was was important to say today because I felt like it was something that, you know, we need to call them back. We need to pray that, that you know, their spirits will return back to the Father. You know, what, how are they operating? And they're, they're operating, they're, you know, they're, it says, but you are uh, strengthened by your own bowels. You know, they're not operating into, um, you know, their original calling and their purpose before the Father. So I felt like that was, um, you know, a necessary scripture to, uh, to mention today. And I just, um, I know it's early. I didn't mean to get done this early, but, um, and I, I expected it to, uh, the message to last longer. But I just, um, I feel like God is, um, you know, with our prayers, God can call them back to their, to their, their original place. You know, give them dove eyes. Give them undistracted uh, devotion for only him. Let the denuma, you know, the rock, the spirit of God, the breath of God to be poured out upon each one of us. You know, we we all need that. You know, we all need to be move in the breath and the wind of the Father. And um, to operate according to, you know, the, the purpose set of our calling. Amen. So. Stick of doves as they meet for life. And the Father wants to be with us for life. Amen. You know, I didn't, I didn't catch that in some of the studying that I did, but that's, that's really, that's really awesome. Yes, that's, you know, they do make for life. You know, you know, my, many of the much of creation does. You know, my, much of the creation does that they, they make. I know penguins <coughs> do. You know, uh, I know there are many other uh, species that do make for life. You know, and that was God's. You know, God's determination when he created us for us to, you know, make for life. Um, so, are there any comments? <laughs> uh, I think, Cece, that you've, <clears throat> you've touched a lot of things prophetically here. And um, it's um, the lack of commentary is not necessarily because, well, it's not because you've not stimulated our thoughts. It's because you have done that. And um, it's kind of difficult to put into words what the Spirit is, um, you know, the way he's uh, causing these scriptures to affect us. And, uh, you know, these are very unique. That's a not even a good phrase. I mean, I was going to say these are unique times, but these are unparalleled times. Yes. And um, every one of these things that you, you've mentioned has touched really strategic areas in our, uh, our calling. And... Um, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the Bible says the word is a medicine and it's, it doeth good like a medicine and, and you know, it sent his word and healed. And I, 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 I'm just sensing all kinds of reactions within my spirit and within my mind as I'm hearing you teach this. So um, I can't speak for anyone else in, in this regard in here, but I know that... Um, as is so often the case with you, you know, you, you've ministered prophetically uh, a word in season to us. And in this regard, you know, every one of these passages, I could say, yeah, yeah, I need to apply that. I need to apply that. I need to have this mindset. And, you know, it's just kind of hard to to make comments publicly about a subjective reality within us, you know. And I and again I, I don't know about I don't know about anybody else in here, but um, this has really been a uh, a needful prophetic release to us. Um, you know, because sometimes we want to act like, you know, the Bible says that we uh, we mount up with wings as eagles and we do those teachings about the eagle and how, you know, your strength is renewed as the eagle and, you know, the perception and how the eagles mount up 
and you know we talk about that, and that's that's us. But <laughs> but you know uh, sometimes when we want to be an eagle, God wants us to be a dove, and um, it's uh, it's a challenge. You know, it's a challenge when you when you see things that on the surface are outrageous and you want to you want to set it right you know and God's Spirit's saying you just hold on hold on there brother <laughs> or sister but you know again I I just want to commend you and I'm not saying this at the end of the conversation I'm just saying I've noticed that people haven't really been commenting as often as we normally do and it's not because you've missed the mark it's because this message has hit the mark and uh, it's it's difficult to it's difficult to express sometimes the way the word of God is affecting you on an individual level and um, anyway well I kind of felt like this was just a spirit check for all of us you know, the Lord has really just been ministering, you know, those words to me uh, under the undistracted devotion. You know, we're moved by the sound of his voice because we have to be. You know, I heard your message on Wednesday about, uh, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, the remarks and stuff, uh, testimony of how your trip was, you and Monica, when you were gone in Denise. You know, and I, and I, you know, the sprinkling of the blood. You know, we have to, we have to, we have to hear the voice. Uh, we have to not allow uh, things to distract us to cause us to be so consumed that we are we don't know when God wants us to say something God wants us to do something you know we have to know when you know the words the precision we have to hit the mark you know we're in it we're in a timing of the Lord to when we have to we have to hit the mark you know in our prayer life and um, basically that's what this is about you know there was so many scriptures on the Holy Spirit in the, in, I mean, just reference, you know, in the Bible program. But, um, you know, I went through each one and I looked and I, I wanted to be in alignment with, with our message, the message of the network, which what, you know, what the message that God's called us to, you know, the wind and the breath of God, to be moved that way. And those, that is the reason that I chose this. And, it, and God, you know, during the time that I was studying this and, and putting this all together, the Lord really, you know, he really spoke to me about each one of these scriptures and how significant they were to um, what I wanted to say. And um, and so, and yesterday when I, I came to pray at the church yesterday morning for a while, and, you know, God is just so faithful. You know, I never really questioned him about what he wanted me to teach because it just continually kept going over my spirit and over my spirit. But it was just confirmation yesterday because when I come into the section sanctuary, the first psalm that was sung when I was in here was one by Misty Edwards, you know. And, um, I mean, she's a very powerful and anointed um, musician. And, you know, she and, and Rita Springer is another one. You know, they just they move my spirit when I listen to them while I pray. I mean, just everything with inside of me just partners with what they're saying. And um, and I guess that's just a, um, you know, I'm a worshiper. You know, I worship before the Lord, and, and music really moves my spirit, and, you know, it, it moves everything with inside of me. And so, you know, and I feel like God is just calling us back to a place, you know, as a network, as individuals, as a body, you know, as individual churches, you know, into just a very a special place in his heart, you know, in these days. You know, God has, uh, you know, he's just girding us up. Uh, there's been, I know, and I don't really know, but I know there has been conversation about um, some that have walked away. Um, God is grieved about that, you know. And um, and if we keep our mind and we keep our spirit, you know, in the pneuma, in the Ruach of God, we won't stray because we'll be in alignment with what he wants us to do. 
And so I just, I feel like God is just calling each one of us. You know, we have to gird up our hearts and our minds and get a determination within our spirits. You know, a resolve, let me say, about our purpose. And we can't, we can't allow things to distract us, to, you know, we have to be like the dove. We can't be a skittish bird, you know. We can't choose to, uh, you know, be one way one day and another way another day. You know, we need to have tunnel vision and to have single vision for the Father. And I just felt like this was just really a timely message. I know we're fixing to end the, the year of, um, of grace. And we're going to be going into the, uh, the year of wisdom and revelation. And this really aligns with that. You know, the wisdom and the, and the, and the revelation of what, you know, God is, is going to be bringing in, but bringing us into in this ne next year. Yeah, the, uh, I've just been sitting here reflecting on, you know, the, the uh, eyes are the window to the soul. And the dove is, represents the Holy Spirit. And, you know, when we meet someone that we have never met before, or somehow we're engaged in the same room with them, or not only I, but I think all of us here can look at someone and determine if they're a good Christian without even saying anything to them or them to us. And you just know that they're a good Christian and the Holy Spirit tells us that and I, I look at closely at their eyes and I can tell by their eyes that they're a Christian yes, you can. that they love the Lord and uh, there's a softness a kindness in the eyes that you don't see in everyone else mm -hmm. and um, the Holy Spirit puts that there. It gives us that look that is a non-confrontational, a look of love, a look of acceptance. And we see it in other people. And it's a very powerful thing. And there's times in a busy workplace where people will begin to tell you things that, you know, the natural, you don't really want to hear. They're too personal. And you know it's going to be, when you don't have time, this is going to be a 15-minute thing. And, and you wonder why in the world, why am I singled out for this conversation? And it's because of the eyes and the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and the acceptance. And the Lord just puts them in front of us to to be ministered to or witnessed to. And um, I think this whole lesson is a good reminder of how our presence is, is like the kindness of the dove, that the animal that does, does not mean harm to anyone, that right. has never done harm to anyone. Right, right. And the Holy Spirit, which is not in the business of harming anyone. Um, I think it's a very, very good parallel that's been uh, painted uh, by your message this morning. Well, thank you. Anyone else? Cece. Uh, this was a big weekend for Dennis and I. We worked part-time as teachers and we had to be trained uh, this weekend again. And <laughs> before we could instruct these adults, you know. After 30 years, right? After all these years. And so I, um, you know, I was ready for it. Um, I was tired. It was Friday and then it was Saturday. So I was a little tired of uh, being an active listener. And, uh, of course, they try to get you up and moving and put you in groups and have you do little projects and things. But that's not my point. But... Uh, that last day, yesterday, in the afternoon, of course, we had lunch and we came back in uh, for this last speaker, and Dennis was with me. He happened to be in my session. And, um, uh, you know, kind of reflecting on what you said today about being a dove, and I, um, you know, I know we all do this. You know, I get up in the morning and I, I give the day to the Lord, and I ask for a fresh sprinkling of the blood. Uh, over my mind, body, and spirit, and uh, of course I knew what that day was going to look like. 
And uh, so we're tired and we're full of food. And um, I guess uh, keen eye vis uh, eyesight, keen vision, I think, you know, that the dove has. And then also I think the other thing that's going to align with what I'm saying is this uh, page two, you know, the uh, talks about when Daniel, uh, you know, had the dream. Right. But it talks about how Daniel had an excellent spirit. And uh, I remember many, many years ago uh, feeling very strongly impressed uh, by the Lord to declare that scripture over our body and network uh, on the platform one Sunday morning. And um, it's verse 12, you know, you, uh, Daniel had an excellent spirit mm -hmm. and he had knowledge, understanding, interpreting of dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubts. And so I remember declaring that over all of us. And of course, I tell the Lord, you know, Lord, I, I want that too. And um, so uh, this last session, I, um, I'm still asking for the interpretation. And, uh, you know, I'm just um, one of the teachers in this session. You know, I'm just there to hear whatever they're going to speak about. It has to do with education, of course. <coughs> you're supposed to be an active listener, and you're supposed to take notes and be ready, you know, at a moment's notice to share. Sometimes they'll just call on you. Well, what do you think about that? So I walk into the room, and it's a very full room of teachers. And what was interesting about this group that I was in is we had just been uh, complimented as a group uh, with the speaker that we had in the morning. He was saying to us, he said, all of you have participated and you've shared really great ideas. And I really enjoyed the session with you because you were all just so actively involved. Got a nice compliment. So when I walked in, I went, oh, it's going to be this same group. Okay. Which I liked. So I walk into the room, and as I was entering the room, uh, immediately, I felt very angry, very angry, and I thought, here I am in a training session, I'm going to hear about education, and I'm with a bunch of teachers, we've had a good morning, I'm tired, and now I feel angry, what is this? So I just went in and sat down, and uh, Dennis was kind of sitting in front of me, I was with another teacher that we had taken with us in the car. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hmm, you know, because I'm really tired. I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm almost checked out mentally. And I looked up in the front of the room at this speaker. It was a lady. She was dressed very nice. She, had, she was prepared. I could see she had handouts for her. She had something projected on the screen. And when I looked at her, I felt very angry again, just looking at her. So I thought, well, we're going to be in here for three hours. This has got to stop. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I can't be angry. Nothing's even happened. You know, what, what's this? So I didn't say anything to anybody, but uh, I, just, I just kept saying, you know, I've got to sit here and I have to participate. I've got to take notes, but I am angry. Oh, very angry. And I didn't like her. I didn't like the speaker. I didn't even know the woman. I didn't like her. So uh, we get almost through the whole thing, and uh, she says, uh, "Let's take a let's take a seven minute break," which was kind of odd, but seven minute break. So we all hustle out and come back, and uh, she starts walking around in the room, and she starts talking about um, her background. She starts talking about religion. And um, I, I don't want to go there in great detail, but she proudly displays this necklace that she was wearing, and it was a very large crystal. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, she said, I am a practicing Buddhist. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay, I get it. Okay, there's my answer, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I thank the Lord for, because I've, I've been asking all these years for an excellent spirit and to have knowledge and understanding. And, um, I, and I want to end this. And Dennis, you can jump in. He was there, and so he was sitting in front of me. So, oh, yes, yes. She also said that, you know, she has Apache blood. And so she felt like that the practices that of the Apache Indians 
uh, also aligns with this Buddhist faith that she has, and she's a practicing Buddhist. And you know, the crystal holds great significance. And so she's kind of going around the room talking about that. And what was disturbing about it was she was not there for that purpose. Mm -hmm. But she was trying to almost proselyte while she was there. And so uh, um, I, I kind of forgot my thought, but um, um, <coughs> I, I talked to him about this later. And yes, if you want to comment on it, you can. Um, it, it, answered, it answered why I had the anger. So I, I realized that she, and I don't know this in detail, and I may not, not ever know it, but you know, I've been praying about the interpretation. But uh, I felt like there was this opposition in the room, but I didn't realize that's what it was initially. But there was that strong opposition, and so I feel like that, uh, let me just say this from a teacher perspective. Later, when I was talking to him, um, I told him, I said, uh, she was very, in the beginning, she was very authoritarian. Uh, she uh, actually uh, put a pole, a pall, that's what I'm gonna say, I want to put a pall over the room. It, she changed the atmosphere immediately because these people were happy, uh, you know, they're teachers, chatty, you know, have lots of great ideas, likes bouncing things off of other people and bouncing it off of the speaker. You know, you grow and learn through all of that. You know, it really stretches you. She immediately uh, set the atmosphere and, I mean, it was like everybody's mouth had been shut. Everybody was real quiet for about 30, 45 minutes, which was very unusual. Uh, that was an observation as a teacher. And uh, another observation I had was uh, she picked up the sign-up sheet and she started randomly calling on all the men in the room. And uh, I, I found that very odd. And, um, and, and I really don't want to go there. I, th I think that had to do, I'll just, I'll just interject this, I think it had to do with homosexuality. Um, but uh, <coughs> we'll leave that. But I, uh, I have been praying about that because I, you know, I was just going to get the training and, you know, be a team player like one of the other teachers, just do my thing. And um, it's interesting how you don't know when these things are going to happen. You know, I think uh, my antennas go up more when I'm at church or I'm with Christians or I'm in a religious gathering uh, or I'm reading the word or I'm praying, you know, up come the antennas. I wasn't really in that state when I was there at that training, but all of a sudden, uh, you know, I was on guard, didn't know what was going on, and uh, I, I think I want to say to all of us that uh, he is trying to develop that part of us, not that I like to look at the dark side. You know, that, that's really not me. I don't want to see the dark side. I don't really want to know the dark side. <coughs> but I think that we have to have a degree of knowledge and understanding about that. And so I think that I'm kind of in training there. I think that's what's happening with me. So I'm just saying to all of you that, you know, I know that that's your prayer, just like what Daniel uh, was uh, characterized as, having that excellent spirit. So I think that these situations are gonna occur for you as well in the workplace, uh, places that you would not actually anticipate uh, maybe something like this occurring. Um, <coughs> Did you, did you have any thoughts on this? He, he may not want to go there because I kind of talked to him about this at length when I was in the car, when it was just he and I. Uh, the other, I'm going to share one other observation. We brought teachers back with us because we had to go 30 minutes from Plano to go to this training. And uh, this lady that was sitting next to me, which I have known for 25 plus years, she's a teacher, she worked with me in Plano, what happened as a result of being under that influence for three hours? I mean, I was very uncomfortable and very restless, but I, you know, I'm praying all the time. I wasn't afraid. I was not afraid. I was never afraid. I just think that, uh, you know, I just knew in my spirit that there was this opposition because, you know, whatever she had prepared beforehand, whatever incantations she had spoken beforehand, or while she was in the classroom by herself, maybe before we arrived, I don't know. 
But what I did observe is the lady that was sitting next to me, who I've known all these years, who is a Christian, she goes to a Methodist church not far from where we live. Um, we got in the car, and this lady, and he can attest to this, this lady, we saw a side of her that I've never seen much of. She was very agitated. She was very uh, uh, anxious. She was very uh, restless. Uh, she wasn't arguing with us, but she seemed to be um, at odds. Angry at everything. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that that's just uh, an indication of what was happening with that spirit of opposition that was in the room, you know. And uh, I don't think she realized what was going on, but I'd never seen that side of her before. Mm -hmm. And here she was just, you know, she was talking to us in the car, but everything was just uh, aggravating her. You know, she was just very, very restless. And so I guess what I want to say, I, I'm asking the Lord for more interpretation about that experience. I think those things are going to happen again. Um, and I think that uh, I, don't, I don't want to say to you to be on guard. I don't, I don't think you need to be on guard. You're covered with the blood of Christ. But I think that you need to uh, reflect on situations that might occur in a scenario that you would not anticipate that occurring. I had no idea that that was going to happen. And, and Trish has been to plenty of teacher training. She knows what I'm talking about. I can't, and of course, the ones in the school district were huge. You know, I felt like an ant, you know, in this big anthill, you know, because there's so many of us. Mm -hmm. But I never, I never had an experience like that before. And so I think that we just need to be ready and be looking for those things because he wants to grow us and stretch us. Right. And he wants us to uh, not be fearful, but to take, I didn't actually take authority because I actually was not the authority figure. I mean, what was I gonna do in the classroom? I mean, I wanted to get up and run out. Mm -hmm. I felt that. I wanted out of there. I did not wanna be there. I wanted out of that room. But I had to, I had, I, cause I had to sign out at the end. I had to prove that I sat there and endured mm -hmm. those three hours. So there wasn't anywhere I was gonna go. But um, I think that we just need to be ready for these things. And, you know, it's funny how when you read this, you know, knowledge and understanding, I'm thinking more spiritually and more in depth and in the Bible. And, you know, that's how I think of knowledge and understanding. But I think that this knowledge and understanding was just to recognize that, you know, this is happening. It's very commonplace um, because it's the end. Yeah. These are the end days, and so we just need to be ready and looking and willing to stand for the Lord and not be afraid, not be too deterred from our, our plan, our objective, and to keep moving forward. So I felt like I learned a lot of things in that experience, and I kind of bounced all of this off of him, and uh, he shared a couple of things with me too, which I think helped me to kind of understand it better. So I'll leave that. Yes. Do you know if anybody else had this similar experience that you did? Well, uh, I, I didn't know all of them well enough to kind of ask them that question. And uh, the lady sitting next to me, obviously, I know very well. But, you know, uh, she's, a, she's a good Christian, but she's not. She doesn't have that depth like we have. Right. And I didn't want to upset her. Right. So I... She just was didn't. There. I mean, she was, she there was, was under the influence. Yes. She was under already. the influence, and so I, I didn't want to go there. And there was, a, <laughs> there was a, a man there who was um, agreeing with her during the break, and they were talking about how, or he was talking about how you can be Buddhist and you can be Catholic, you can be both. Mm -hmm. And there were other people around who were nodding their head yes. Mm -hmm. And. Um, I think we were feeling it in the whole room. Oh, yeah. 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 The atmosphere in the place was just... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure some people uh, did not like it, but they weren't verbalizing it because, you know, she was in charge, and, boy, she really exerted that uh, to a great degree. I mean, obviously she was our speaker, but you could see it was a spiritual thing as well. You know, discernment to see it. And yeah, and so yeah, the dove's eyes, that keen eyesight. I just, I just could see that, and I felt very strongly. We were all targeted, 
but for some reason I felt the men were really in, uh, not in danger, just uh, being worked over. Mm -hmm. You know, she was really trying to work the men over in the room. And I was just, and of course, you know, at first I was just like, what is going on here? You know, I didn't understand. But, uh, yeah. But, you yeah, know, it's this, I think it's the season that we're in, because Mark had talked about, like, what's happened to him on his job. I've had two similar things happen with customers where they are just shredding me, and I'm in tears on the phone, the F you, this, that, this, you know, yeah. this. And I'm like, and these are customers I've worked with for years. And so it's just, it's almost, I mean, I know that, like the sprinkling in the blood, you have to put your armor on. Because yeah. one happened right after we came out of a really good women's Bible study. This customer just came at me with both feet, and I was like, and this other one, I mean, he same thing. And, and I was just like, and I was in a really good place with the Lord. I was just really busy working. I was in my flow, and I picked up the phone, and this guy just went after me, hung up, same thing, called back again. And I was just like, and so I went to my boss and I said, you gotta take this call. And she goes, I don't wanna talk to him. I, I said, I'm not talking to him again. So I went to my, the owner and I said, you need to listen to the recordings because this guy came at me. Well, guess what? It didn't record. And so I was just like, okay, Lord. I mean, it rattled me for a few days because this guy was just like venomous. And it's like, you know, and, and you're sitting at your desk and you're in tears because this guy's shredding you over something that you know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And so it's that kind of, that atmosphere is just, okay. you know, and I thought, I thought of Mark. I'm like, okay, you know, Lord, you, you got to, I mean, and I know this is happening in many arenas for a lot of us, but it's just that really being ready and on guard, you know, and, you know, because. And knowing what to do in the business. Sometimes you don't do anything like James was saying, but then there's other times where, you know, we have, we, where we're seated at that right hand, yeah. as we function there and we speak things forth, mm -hmm. it can really change, maybe not the atmosphere in the entire room, but maybe the atmosphere around us mm -hmm. to yes. where we're shielded by uh, the spirit within us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And around us yeah. to, to the point where we're not, um, yeah. not yeah. we're not overcome by it. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. you feel like you're feel like you're in like a bubble. Well, I life. was, you know, yeah. pray without ceasing. I was certainly doing that. I was never afraid. I was just yeah. praying because I didn't understand what was happening. See, so I, I believe, was just praying. I believe the speaker was what whatever, as Tammy said, incantations she had done. Right to take control of the entire room. Right. She was used to doing that. And I didn't believe that she was not able to do it on that day. And it frustrated her, and you could see the frustration in her voice and in her attitude. And that was another reason the room got quiet. Well, that's true, but because y'all were able, both there. Not being able to accomplish what yeah, she had I was accomplished so many other times before she was frustrated by. I just kept saying, Lord, I don't understand this, but help me, help me to get through this. I'm not afraid, but I don't understand. Yeah. don't understand what's happening. But when she revealed to us during the break, uh, you know, her religion, and then it was like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Here you go. This is what's happening. I got it. I got it. You know, and there's going to be times in our life, too, that we're in situations like that, that like Mark says, we... You know, we have to speak out and declare some things. You know, but God will give us the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge to do that. You know, we're living in a dark world. We're, you know, as evil prevails in our country, we're going to be called upon to be able to do do some of those things. You know, to be able to you know declare to speak forth or just you know just our atmosphere. You know, our very uh, presence being in a place can change the atmosphere. You know, we've learned that. And I feel like that's what happened with you and uh, Dennis, uh, you know, this weekend, is that just your very presence in that room changed the atmosphere. I mean, she couldn't get accomplished like what Dennis said. Right, and why would somebody say something like that in a break? I mean, that was totally out of, out of line. That she would talk about her religion to in a setting like that. I mean. Well, I'll tell you something. Just because you said that, this triggered in me. 
Uh, she loved calling on us randomly. You know, you didn't know when you were going to get called on. You had to be ready with your answer. And she did call on me, and she did not say anything after she called me. And that's not what a presenter will do. They're supposed to follow up and kind of encourage you in this educational pursuit. Right, right, right. And she said nothing. She said nothing. She didn't give you any attention. Didn't say there a thing. Go. And I remember as I walked out the door, I was never afraid, but when I walked out the door, she made eye contact with me. And I thought of that when you were talking about the eyes. And I thought, I see it. I see it. I, I discern and it. And she knew it, too. And she knew it, too. I saw it. I saw it in her eyes. I saw it in her eyes. Uh-huh. And she was looking right at me. I actually was looking at my phone. We had to sign out. This is crazy. We had to sign out on paper, and then I had to grab my phone, and I had to sign out on my phone, so I'm kind of fooling with my phone. And I'm walking out the door. I knew she was near the door, but I'm just walking out the door. I thought she was just gathering up her stuff. And when I looked up, we made the eye contact, and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. I see that. I see it. I see it. That same thing happened to me yesterday. Veronica, uh, uh, Cece and I went shopping. And we were shopping in the store for what an hour, hour, two hours, whatever. And uh, when I left, I made eye contact with the guy at the door because I brought something in and I needed him to see that I didn't steal anything. Yes. And as soon as I did, I still started getting a headache and feeling nauseous. Uh huh. Okay. And yeah, yeah. I think that's everywhere. Like you said, Monica, because in my school last two weeks. Every day is a fight, and I have dealt with people like you have. When they get to that profanity, I say, Excuse me, I will get to my co worker that's mm -hmm. part of the leader. Mm -hmm. You need to talk to this person. And sometimes we have to interrupt, like Mark says, it's not necessary to use that kind of language around children or so on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can, and sometimes it's like a battle zone. And I just continue to pray in my environment there for spiritual warfare because. All these spirits are coming sure. in, and, and a lot of children come from different backgrounds, and mm -hmm. there's three, two or three fights in the cafeteria. Things are occurring so fast. I've been there 20 years. It was never as intense as it is this last two weeks. Mm. And so it got to the part the janitors okay. have to kind of break the fight. I'm like, where's the ministers? Well, now what's security? Mm. <laughs> the police officer's off today. So you're just like, okay, Holy Spirit, you have to guide me through this day. Continue with continue to the Lord. Normally, he wakes me up at three or four. You know what? I'm just, I've got, we have continue to be aware, be alert, but also with wisdom and knowledge and understanding because everybody's different. You can't talk to them. They won't understand, and those angry parents are coming because something happened at the door or their kid are doing something, and teachers are stressing out where we have to send one in an ambulance. It's only 25 years old, so we do have to be burdened out and have consistent. I'm sorry, Mark, you were going to say something. No, that's okay. I was just going to, you know, Ephesians 4, um, verse, I think that's something that we need to just always need to remember is that what proceeds out of our mouth. Like in a context like that, when, you, when you're sensing fear, confusion, um, anger or whatever it might be in atmosphere, there's this propensity right, for me to start just throwing off or, doing, or saying the wrong thing. But according to Ephesians 4, we need to focus on that which is good or kind of stems out of the agathos relationship right. so that it can build up people. And then as we do that, we're ministering grace, grace to everybody else around us. So we're ministers of the grace of the Lord, and that's what I need to focus on when I'm in that, when I feel that atmospherically, because if I don't, I'll do just the opposite, and corruption will proceed out of my mouth because of what the Lord's allowing me or any of us to yes. discern. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. That's good, Mark. 